the name of the Father and of the Son and Holy Spirit, Amen. Christ is among us. <clears throat> Today is the ninth day of the two-week Dormition fast. This coming Saturday we'll be celebrating the feast day of Mary's Dormition. We will sing the special hymns, hear the scriptures, stand before the shroud that shows her lying in repose surrounded by the apostles. Remember, we do not observe the death of the Virgin Mary. We celebrate her falling asleep, Uspenia, her dormition. In this holy day, we see one of our own, a human being just like us. We remember her humble obedience, her willingness to accept God's will, and her beautiful acceptance of her miraculous vocation of being the mother of the Savior of the world. We remember her devotion in the Holy Temple and her constant concern for her Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We remember how she never strayed from God's commandments. We remember that the Virgin Mary always prayed. She is our role model. In her life, she revealed the pattern for all Christians. She showed that men, women, and children can follow a way of prayer and fasting and good works. She showed that we can choose goodness and kindness. Because Mary volunteered herself to God's will, God responded by transforming her into holiness. The Mother of God has become the most important example of sainthood for all the Christians. She is the standard of the Christian life that we must all be judged by. She is our intercessor. At death, when the doctrines of the world and everyone else fails and falters, it is the Blessed Virgin Mary who shows us the way of the Christian death. We then are able to deny the fear of death and we renounce the tyranny of the grave. We even change the name of death. We now call it sleep. The Virgin Mary shows us this and proves it in this Dormition feast, which is coming soon. When the shroud is enthroned this coming weekend, and when you come to church to bring your flowers, and especially the St. Basil flower, look carefully at the icon. Look carefully what is depicted on that beautiful icon. Look carefully at the quiet hush and amazement in the midst of the apostles who are attending the Virgin Mary's funeral. Look some more and you will see in the cloud surrounding her reclining figure signs of holy angels. They stand in the same amazement and awe that marks the apostles. And here is the mother of our God who is now passing into great 
firmament of eternity. Also here in the icon is our Lord, Jesus Christ. He now stands beside his mother. And his, in his holy, nail-scarred hands, he holds a baby, a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes. This baby does not lie in a manger. This baby is lying in rest in the arms of her son. This baby wrapped in white represents the soul of the Virgin Mary. Jesus Christ takes his mother all the way back to his heavenly home. Is it any wonder why hundreds of years ago our grandfathers and grandmothers in Eastern Europe went on pilgrimage in honor of the holy day of the Dormition of Mary? Pilgrimage, otpus, then is not pilgrimage today, not the same thing. Our idea of pilgrimage today includes riding to Camp Nazareth in our air-conditioned car, singing the service, having lunch, and going home. Pilgrimage, the Otpus, then and still to this day in Europe meant making a sacrifice which was usually difficult, physically unpleasant, uncomfortable in the heart and in the heat of the summer in Europe. I can say, because I witnessed this, I was a part of the pilgrimage. I was a part of giving the sermon to 10,000-some pilgrims, all of our people. I was privileged to march down the streets and march through the through the highways to go and to bring, come to the church of Maria Poch. Pilgrims would leave their homes like they do today. They may have had some extra clothing with them. They had some food which would not spoil and water. They knew they would be traveling many miles on foot. The infirm, the pregnant, the elderly were on wagons as they passed town after town and village after village heading towards the church of Maria Poch. Their numbers continued to grow. Occasionally someone sick would die along the way and be buried at a spot that would be marked only with a cross. <clears throat> Occasionally a baby would be born. And as they were traveling, nothing could stop these pilgrim travelers. They knew what their destination was. They knew what prize they would find at the end of their journey. They knew that there were the beautiful divine services celebrated by many bishops and priests at the end of their pilgrim journey. They knew they would be blessed with this holy water and take communion at the daily liturgies. They knew they would sing special Marian hymns and be anointed in the services. They knew they would see the Virgin's Dormition Shroud that you and I will reverence and pay honor to this coming Saturday. 
and pray in front of it, placing flowers around it. They knew that they would be heading home at the end of the pilgrimage with all kinds of blessings, which include blessed bread, holy oil, blessed icon cards, blessed flowers, and holy water. We cannot forget the medovniki, the honey cookies, the honey cakes that would help sustain them on the long trip home. All they had to eat was but this honey cookie. I've been invited, if God permits me to go, I've been invited next year to go to the city of Mukachula. Why there? It's because that's where 15,000 to 20,000 will gather and where they will sleep outside, where they will eat outside, where they will, t- where they will go to wash themselves outside, where they will clean their children and themselves. And when they are finished, they will go for the Vespers. And when they are finished, they will sing during the night. And when they are finished, they will receive the communion. That's the making of a real pilgrimage. Can you imagine making such a trip today? We are very pampered, and we love our high standard of living. But an old-fashioned pilgrimage would not hurt any one of us. There are many things the Dormition fast and feast they teach us every year. The very last thing that the Dormition teaches us every year is this. The Blessed Virgin Mary and her holy day of the Dormition teach us that we should approach our own Dormition, our own falling asleep someday, in the ways of heaven and not in the ways of the world. Instead, we should approach our own Dormition as a little child. We should be humble and trusting. We should accept our smallness and our weaknesses. We should put our souls into the hands of our Redeemer. We should let him lead us into the hands of God and let him lead us in this life. And when it is our time, we should let him dry our tears, pick us up in his embrace and take us home. As we close this homily, Will you join me in reciting the Hail Mary prayer at this time? We have, we have to kneel for this, please. Hail Mary, full of grace, O virgin birth giver of God, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb. For you have given us birth to Christ, the Savior, and deliver our souls. May the Lord bless every one of you. Hail Mary, full of grace, O virgin birth giver of God, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, for you have given birth to Christ and Savior and deliver our souls. Hail Mary, full of grace, O virgin birth giver of God, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb. For you have given birth to Christ and the Savior and deliver our souls. May the Lord God bless every one of you. 
and may you enjoy the feast day of the Dormition, which we will celebrate on Saturday and Sunday of next week. Christ is among us. May he be so. Amen.